Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in The Beacon's Light. Be sure to check out the booklet, Cost of Revival, by Rob Linstead. This booklet shows that if God would send revival when Elijah stood completely alone, he can use you. Cost of Revival by Rob Linstead is available right now for a gift of only $5 or more. Order your copy by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or online, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Hello there, friend. This is Jerry Tyson in the Beacon's Light. Hosea 4.17 has a frightening text. Ephraim is joined to idols. Let him alone. God said, I wash my hands of Ephraim. Why? At the beginning of chapter 4, we read, Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel, for the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land, because there is no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. By swearing, and lying, and killing, and stealing, and committing adultery, they break out, and blood toucheth blood. Therefore shall the land mourn. And every one that dwelleth therein shall languish, with the beasts of the field, with the fowls of the heaven, yea, the fishes of the sea also shall be taken away. This is a description of Israel at a very low ebb in her history. No one would be able to tell that this was the nation God had chosen from all of the others to bless and to lead. It would be nearly impossible not to draw a parallel between Israel at the time of Hosea and the United States today. While not indicating the warning should specifically be applied to the USA, there are principles here that cannot be ignored by any nation or government. More than any other nation on the face of the earth at any time in history, the United States has been blessed with the abundance of everything we could desire. Even those classified as poor among us are rich by the standards of much of the rest of the world. Why take this line of thinking? Well, at the risk of having an answer that is too simplistic, it is because from the foundation of the earliest colonies there was a desire to have the God of the Bible at the head of our nation. Nearly all of the people who came to these shores were looking for freedom from tyranny, freedom to have a voice in their destiny without despotic rule, and freedom to worship God as their consciences dictated. Charters, state constitutions, and countless other public documents have consistently acknowledged faith in and dependence on divine providence as the hope of those who were establishing various governments. This is true to the extent that the United States was known as a Christian nation for more than two centuries until Mr. Obama declared that we were a multi-religious nation, which includes Islam within its foundational heritage. 
a clear examination would declare that nothing could be further from the truth. There was not one positive influence in the middle to late 1700s within our boundaries who was a Muslim. Sorry, Mr. Obama, you might want that to be true, but you are wrong. Hosea 4, 6 through 10 continues the charge against Israel of old and can also be applied very easily to the United States at this time in history. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people, and they set their heart on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom and shall not increase, because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Israel of old, with a minimal amount of written scripture available, had to rely on the prophet for instruction. When he was ignored and dismissed from the public square, knowledge of God decreased until it virtually disappeared. In the early 1960s, the United States Supreme Court ruled that God was no longer welcome in the public schools of the land. Most of the teachers of that time are now either long retired or no longer alive. Their influence is gone. The current classroom teachers are victims of the lack of knowledge of God's Word. Two or three generations have gone through the school systems never once hearing anything so basic as the Ten Commandments. Today, there are gun-carrying police guarding the halls and metal detectors at the entrances to ensure weapons are not brought into the school. But since that day, the most basic declaration of God's law has not been heard within the walls of America's public schools. Again, in the text above we read, Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Hardly a day goes by without news stories of young children committing crimes that defy the imagination and of parents treating their own children worse than a stray dog. We are paying a very high price as a nation because we have forgotten the law of God. When Ephraim chose his idols, God said in effect, Okay, if that's what you prefer, that is what you will get. Just don't complain when the chickens come home to roost. Chapter 8, verse 7 is the formula. For they have sown to the wind, and they shall reap the whirlwind. A banker uses a formula to compute interest on a loan. This is a similar concept in that sowing and reaping are linked. You reap what you sow, and you will reap more than you sow. Sowing to the flesh brings back a crop that in no way reflects God's desires for one's life. Verse 14 of the same chapter is chilling. For Israel has forgotten his maker and buildeth temples, 
and Judah hath multiplied fenced cities. But I will send a fire upon his cities, and it shall devour the palaces thereof. We have seen fire. We have seen floods. We have seen destruction. We have seen riots. We will see even more because God is not about to change his mind about what is right and wrong. Our cities have been overtaken and destroyed, just as God said they would. In chapter 10, verses 12 and 13, is a formula for hope. Sow to your sins in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Ye have plowed wickedness. Ye have reaped iniquity, ye have eaten the fruit of lies, because thou didst trust in thy way, in the multitude of thy mighty men. But verse 14 seems to indicate that as that was the case in Israel, nothing will change. Therefore shall a tumult arise among thy people, and all thy fortresses shall be spoiled. It's as if he's saying, I know your heart, and you are not willing to seek me. In the society that has developed today, it would be too much to ask that America as a nation repent in sackcloth and ashes as of old. Surely it would be a good thing if it did happen, but it's not very likely. So let me pose a question. What would happen if the Christians in America were to repent, turn from sin, seek God's face, and be the salt and light needed in a dark and wicked world. Would we change the world? Bible prophecy indicates things will continue to get worse and worse as we approach the return of Christ. So national revival may never happen, but it could. Would it make a difference if we were to put out the effort? Now that is a question worth consideration. Surely there would be some who would come to Christ. All right, let me pose a challenge to you. If every listener to my voice right now who has never yet led someone to Christ would think of one person in particular with whom you have a good friendship or at least moderate acquaintance and pray for that one at least two times a day or at each meal and ask the Lord to let that one be the first one you personally lead to Christ, the number in heaven for all eternity could increase dramatically. And once you've led one to the Lord, you'll find that's not enough. It's like eating some kinds of candy. One leads to another, and another, and another, until the package is empty. Any person who is convinced that God has done something real in his life is capable of being an effective spokesperson for Christ and leading a soul to the Lord. You are not too shy. You are eloquent enough. You can do it with the Lord's leading and guidance. Just one question remains. Will you be willing to be used of God? Your answer to that question will determine the result. May it not be true that God has said, as he said of Israel of old, America is joined to idols. Let her alone. In the Beacon's Light is a production of Beacon Street Media. 
feel free to contact us at www.swrc.com. This is Jerry Tyson reminding you that when we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanseth us from all sins.